you fired it first shot! Oh, I like that. Oh, I like that. Welcome to the Superbook Sports Podcast. 180! Hosted by career Las Vegas odds makers Jay Cornegay and John Murray. Featuring comedian Brant Tobler. The best way to ignore the noise is to be the noise. A production of GreenRollMedia.com. The world's premier sports betting podcast network. Rooted in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. Mahomes has to get rid of the ball. Finds Kelsey. And presented by the world-famous Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com to get in the action with better odds, favorable prices, and an expansive betting menu. Now live in Nevada, Colorado, and New Jersey. Sign up today at Superbook.com. Superbook.com. You've waited all week, and kickoff is here. Here we go! Let's jump behind the counter at the Superbook with Jay Cornegay and John Murray to grab the edge that you need ahead of this weekend's NFL action. That's what makes the NFL the NFL. You don't know any given Sunday. Here's your MC, Brant Tobler. It's time for the Superbook Sports Podcast. The line starts here. It's week nine, and I am your host, Brant Tobler. As always, I'm joined by the best odds makers, bookmakers in the world, my two buddies, Jay Cornegay and John Murray. Come to you guys live from, well, it's not live for you, but we're coming to you from Vegas. Jay, how are we doing this week? You, the, the books are back, everything back to normal because the old Jets came through for you guys last week? <laughs> yeah, Brent, uh, it was a pretty decent weekend for us as we got a little bit back uh, with the Jets uh, upset and... It was a pretty solid weekend for us, uh, but the month was kind of rough as uh, we had a couple of really big losing weekends. Uh, last weekend, or the previous weekend, was uh, break even, which is still kind of a losing uh, weekend for us as we uh, you know, break even doesn't really pay the bills. But uh, again, not looking for sympathy, just uh, <laughs> explaining how the results came in. And, uh, you know, we actually would have cashed in quite a bit if the uh, Vikings wouldn't wouldn't have uh, choked as they did because they just, I think they just coached themselves into a loser Sunday night. And if it would have got that game, it would have been a huge weekend for us. Yeah. I was going to just ask John about that, John. I remember, so that line moved all over because the Dak injury and I, it got to the point where I was even confused because it didn't it open. Cowboys were favorite when we thought Dak was playing and it came back Minnesota. So by the game time, you guys, what did you guys need in the end? We needed Minnesota pretty big. I mean, we had we were pretty confident early on that Dak Prescott wasn't going to play just from seeing certain bets we were taking and from reading some quotes. I read a quote on Thursday, I think it was, where Dak Prescott said something to the effect of, if it was up to me, I would play, but it's not entirely up to me. And right then, I just was like, "He's this guy's not going to play on Sunday, and we our team decided to book it pretty aggressively and we were letting people bet Dallas plus 130 and plus 3 on Thursday and we were the only book in the world at those numbers and by the time the game started Dallas was plus 4 plus 4 and a half and plus 190 so we had we had put our our book in a great position and it just didn't work out for us because like Jay said Mike Zimmer totally blew the game um but we, we could have we could have had one of our biggest Sundays ever if Minnesota had won, because we we had a very good afternoon highlighted by the Jets and uh, and by the Patriots. The Patriots winning at the Chargers was a huge win for us too. So between those two games, if we could have gotten Minnesota, it could have been an all time Sunday for us. 
Okay, I, I have just a question for you then, John, on that. Because, like, so I would have thought you guys needed the Cowboys if that game moved all the way through no. Florida, Minnesota. Like, all, we're, but we're staying higher than everybody else. So mm-hmm. even as the even as the line is moving, all these arbitrage bettors, they're betting Dallas with us because they're betting Minnesota somewhere else. Those people don't do any gambling. They're just arbitraging us to another book. So they're, we're getting all of their Dallas bets, and we're doing that on purpose because we don't think Dak Prescott's going to play. And we were right, and we had our book in a great position, and the game just didn't go our way. And, I'll, you know, unlike Jay, I absolutely will complain and look for sympathy. <laughs> I'm not – you know, I'm not above that whatsoever. Uh, you know, we, 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 we really, uh, we had positioned ourselves well. I mean, think about if you're, if you're giving all these plus 130 Dallas bets, you're basically as a house, you've got Minnesota minus 130. And yeah. at the end of the game, they closed like minus 220. So it, it was what I felt was very good bookmaking by the guys that run our risk room. And it just didn't go our way. I mean, there's nothing we can do about it. Uh, once yeah. the game starts, all we can do is sit back and watch. Yeah, well, I think that's as I'm sure the listeners, the, the my fellow gamblers, you just try to put yourself in the best spot, and then it's not always going to work out. Jay, uh, I want to just quick wrap up on baseball. How did the World Series end up for you? I assume the Braves are probably good. Any any time an underdog wins is probably good for you guys. Was the baseball a, a big finish or no? Well, first, uh, for those that are going to send in those sympathy cards, make sure you do. <laughs> Yes. You know, uh, direct those Please. to John. I, I, I don't need anything, I want it, Jay. But, uh, I want it. I want, I want I'm trying to help everybody out. I want the people to feel bad for me and, and <laughs> pity and take pity on me when we don't do well. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, it was a great World Series for us. Uh, I, I, I would say it was a very solid World Series mm-hmm. for us as, uh, you know, we, a lot of people were on the, uh, the Astros and – it, it felt like a lot of people were chasing the Astros after they fell behind in the series, and, and that kind of snowballed in, until the end. Uh, it was almost every single game we needed the uh, Braves, and we certainly needed the Braves for for the series, and, and, and we got that. So for those that want to send us a congratulations card, those cards can go directed right to me. So, um, But uh, a very solid World Series. <laughs> All right, that's good. Uh, let's look at this first game. Uh, first game I got here is Chargers are heading to Philly. Looks like we have Chargers one and a half, 49 and a half as of Friday morning. I keep hearing that the Sharps are on this Philly team, but I watch this Philly team. They look, they don't look that good to me. Jay, what are you guys seeing on this game? Yeah, I think this is a classic uh, Sharps versus the general public. As uh, looking at the ticket count and the money, it's almost 92% both on the money and the ticket count on the Chargers, but the line is dropping. And that's because the Sharps are on Philadelphia once again. We opened two and a half. It's now down to one and a half. And that's just showing you what the bookmakers dissect as, as far as the money that's coming in. Even though the majority of all the tickets and money are on the Chargers, we're certainly looking at some of the more educated, sharper play on the home dog Eagles. And that's why you've seen it drop down a point, a point and a half some places. Uh-huh. John, I'm, I'm wondering this AFC, I'm just looking for like a second, maybe third good team. I feel like the bills are there and I don't know about this Ravens and there's a lot of chargers hype, but if the chargers lose this game, I and mean, this is a tough game to go across country, the time zones, is this kind of a, what they'd call a trap game maybe for San Diego? I think so. I think it's and it's it's a very critical game for them because they did have that bad loss to New England last week, 
And this is, I think, the third week in a row we've seen really respected players on Philadelphia. They bet them last week. They crushed the Lions. They bet them plus three against the Raiders a couple weeks before that, or the week before that. That game closed pick them with all the wise guys on Philadelphia. They got crushed in that game. But the Sharps keep going to the well with the Eagles. And, and the Chargers do need to win games like this to keep pace in the AFC West. The Raiders keep winning. Despite everything else that's going on, the Raiders keep winning games. And Kansas City has a game that we thought was going to be a toss-up sort of a game this Sunday. Now they're a big favorite. So the Chargers really need to keep winning. They're going to keep pace in this division. Yeah, it's it's so confusing. Well, you know what? We'll just go to that game next, actually. This Packers-Chiefs game, we've had a lot of – what a crazy week it's been with this Aaron Rodgers thing. Jay – I don't know what – it looks like you guys have seven and 48 and a half. What, what was that game before the Aaron Rodgers announcement? Well, John and I were discussing this uh, a little earlier. We opened the Chiefs at two and a half, and it was kind of hovering right in that area. And then the Chiefs had that dismal performance on Monday night, and it dropped down. John reminded me that it went all the way down to pick at our book. Uh, I did see some one and one and a half still on the Chiefs. Tuesday morning, but uh, once that announcement came in, uh, obviously it was a huge adjustment, you know, for the entire market as those picks to minus one on the Chiefs jumped all the way to the high side of seven. And at uh, seven and a half, we did see some sharper play come in on the Packers at plus seven and a half. And now we have a very solid seven across the market with a couple of seven and a halves out there. But a huge adjustment when you get a star quarterback like that, uh, replace him with somebody that has very little experience. Yeah, it, it kind of reminds me of the question I asked last week, what what player could really move the line the most? And I, I think we might have saw it with Aaron Rodgers uh, this week. John, on this game, I mean, seven. Now, I, I get it. Aaron Rodgers is very important. We don't know much about Jordan Love, but this Chiefs team looks awful. And, and their main thing I've noticed is their run defense is awful. So... I feel like as long as someone can hand it to a running back, this might be a, a closer game than seven. Any thoughts on that? You know, I, I could be wrong here, but I, I, I think there's a lot of indic- indicators that Jordan Love will play fairly well in this game. Number one being Kansas City's defense is terrible. That's the best thing he has going for him. Don't forget that because Aaron Rodgers was kind of MIA during the entire offseason, Jordan Love got all the first-team reps in Green Bay the whole offseason, all the way through training camp, through the preseason. He's getting all the first-team reps this week. He was with the team last year. A pro- he was a college prospect that was so highly thought of by the Packers that they traded up to select him in the first round. And he's been in the system for a while now. So it, it would really surprise me if he went out there and just looked completely inept against that Chiefs defense. I've been surprised in the NFL before, but I, 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 don't, I don't know why that would happen. This guy's been in the system for a while. He has the talent, he's getting the reps, and the Chiefs are terrible on defense. He should play well. With mm-hmm. that said, a couple of books just went to seven and a half. Are they like hacking into our podcast here? <laughs> it's very possible. It's like, listening. No, I'm serious. I'm like, yeah, a couple of sevens just went to seven and a half. So I'm like, okay. They but, get, hey, Brett. They get you're, Devontae you're... Adams back as well, Jay. Don't, like, yeah. Devontae Adams, he missed the Arizona game Thursday. He was in COVID protocol. He's back. So – there's a few factors there that favor Jordan Love. Yeah, I I mean, I think uh, the defense of the Chiefs is a very valid point. They're really horrible. And not to mention, the Chiefs just look terrible. 
I've never seen Mahomes go through a stretch like this, and it's been a number of games now. It's just not a couple. It's a number of games that he has really struggled, and it looks like those defenses have adjusted to playing too deep and daring Mahomes to go deep. I think that's the formula right now that's certainly working for the defenses that are playing and facing the Chiefs. Yeah. This game, so you guys probably got a little action before it took this big move, but does this game really revolve around the seven now this like are all those bets like kind of just little stuff and then not little stuff but now to get a true number on this game will all revolve around this seven or was there enough early action to really determine stuff on this this move it was very i would put it or categorize it as a very minimal action at the beginning of the week uh, before all this uh, news broke out. So I think that's going to be a very small factor of what we're seeing the rest of the week or this weekend. All right. Well, speaking of another game that could really move, uh, I'm looking at this Cardinals at the Niners. Looks like Niners are 245. And it, it, it looks, I don't know, There's if Kyle Murray, Kyle, Kyler excuse me, Murray's going to play or he's not. I heard maybe Hopkins is out. John, have you heard anything on this game, or is this something I should wait till post to bet when we know who's playing? Well, we, we're obviously monitoring the Kyler Murray situation, DeAndre Hopkins, of course. If you look at our number, we, we actually just in the last hour or so went to San Francisco minus 2.5. We lowered the total to 44.5. So you can probably read between the lines of why we're doing that based on what I just said about the players we're monitoring. If we're dealing San Francisco at the highest number – and we've got the lowest total, you can probably read between the lines of how we're booking the game and why. Mm-hmm. Jay, is that what gives you, I don't know if I mean frustration or keeps you up at night. Is injuries the hardest part of your job? Well, certain injuries that are not transparent, that type of news that's held tight to certain camps, you know, drive us nuts. But uh, news that uh, that breaks out, it's very you know, easy for us to adjust like the Rogers situation here is, is pure. I'm not going to say speculation, but just an educated guess of what's going to happen as this line, we opened the Cardinals three and now we're looking at the Niners two and a half. And it's very similar to what we heard with the Cowboys Vikings last week. Uh, we, we, uh, got some plays from very respected players that based their plays off of, you know, good information. And this is the same thing that, uh, uh, you know, we were dealing with last week. We, we had some really prominent, well-respected players take the Niners at plus one, plus one and a half, and now we're looking at two and a half. So as John said, you can see where we're booking it. It's a very similar situation to what we saw last week. John, this is just the inside gambling part. So in a weird way, I'm sure you guys get asked a lot, why do you guys let these guys make huge bets? But in a way, the way you guys kind of describe it, they're kind of working for you without really working for you by yeah. doing all the the legwork to maybe find out some information on these games. It, it, you're right. And what you want to do is you want to give them a fair bet. I wouldn't say a huge bet. Give them a fair bet. Make it worth their while to show you their hand and then take that information in and book the game accordingly. And and that's that's what we did in the Minnesota game. It's not just the bets. I mean, the bets are a big part of it, but checking out social media, you know, reading between the lines on Twitter, some quotes from the teams. I mean, yeah, we, we saw some respected play on Minnesota last week, but we also were doing our, our diligence and looking into uh, trying to get the best guess possible what they were going to do with Prescott. And we've, we're, we feel that we know 
who is and who isn't going to play for Arizona on Sunday. And that's why yep. we're doing this. And I will say this, John. I mean, most of the time we we have this nailed down, but there are times that uh, you know the, the information isn't a hundred percent correct. And let's just say Murray will try to go, and he's maybe eighty five percent, something like that. Hopkins is another one. But the way we're booking it, and the way that uh, we saw the money come in, we're certainly favoring that side and trying to mold it to uh, a similar situation as we did last week between Dallas and Minnesota. That's cool. That's what I love about this podcast. I learned, I mean, you guys really did kind of show your hand as these guys probably aren't going to play. So I love it. It's fascinating. Let's go to a Sunday night where we know someone's not going to play. And it's, I mean, I assume it affected everything, maybe a lot of futures for you guys. But uh, Titans at the Rams, Rams are 7-53, and obviously – the best running back in the world's out. Does that impact a lot of things like future bets and MVP and stuff? Well, it certainly affects MVP. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, he was uh, right up there, even though it's tough for a running back to win that. Usually it goes to a quarterback. Uh, but he, he doesn't have a running back, even a star running back, possibly the best running back in the league, doesn't have the same impact as we would see in the quarterback position. Derrick Henry being out, probably accounted for a point i'm not gonna say at the most i know some would say a point and a half versus what we saw in rogers which was six and a half seven points so a small adjustment and a lot smaller than what most people would think Mm -hmm. john on this i mean i feel like this is rams team is probably starting to get kind of the public's bandwagon i feel like this is a big game for them to maybe inch towards getting that one seed in the nfc but are they going to – is this some game they kind of overlook? This Tannehill, he's – I don't know what the way he's squirrely sometimes. Sometimes he looks great. Sometimes he looks awful. Is this a trap game or the Rams just keep the ball rolling here? They should not overlook Tennessee. I'll tell you that much because Tennessee, the last three weeks, they beat the Bills, they beat the Chiefs, and then they beat the Colts in Indianapolis after falling behind 14 to nothing in a game the Colts had to win. The Tennessee just keeps surprising me personally and pulling off a lot of upsets – no Derrick Henry. I think Jay's right. He's probably worth about a point. But I think the biggest issue for the Titans is going to be just running out of steam, playing all these really hard games in a row. Now they got to go on the road at the Rams. The Rams are all in on this season. You know, they just traded for Von Miller this week. I thought Denver did very well in that trade. I don't know how you Broncos fans feel. Like, I understand trading your, you know, maybe the best defensive player in the history of the franchise is, is tough to swallow. But I thought they got a good return there, and the Rams are all in on this season. And that means getting the first overall seed and that bye. So they, they better not overlook a game like Tennessee because that, they, yeah. that could definitely – that could cost them. Well, I would say as a Bronco fan, it's the only good thing we've done this year. But, uh, Jay, so this game, I mean, just looking at this, Sunday night's always a favorite. But just the, the, the Vaughn trade, Derrick Henry out, I got to imagine you guys got to – be assuming you'll be you'll need Tennessee for sure Sunday night, right? Yeah, there's no doubt about that. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm looking at the ticket count right now, and 63% of the tickets are on the Rams. I I would expect that to increase and kind of escalate as we get closer to kickoff on Sunday night. You think maybe see a seven and a half Sunday night, or no if you're gonna, it. yeah, if you're no doubt about times. it. I mean, we see some seven and a halfs right now. A lot of it is seven minus one twenty, but mm-hmm. uh, uh, I could see. A wide spread of seven and a half come Sunday, Sunday night. All right. 
Well, with those four games that are sound exciting, let's go to an awful game on Monday night. We always do the Monday night, so we'll do it because it's a, a better's chase dream, as I call it. But, uh, Jay, Monday night, the Bears go to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh currently 6.5, 38.5. As we talk about every week, I have to bet because it's Monday night. But any thoughts on this game? What do, what do I do? Well, you're not alone. Uh, There's many people out there that will be in the same boat. And you're right. It's very light action. We opened six and a half. It's still six and a half. The numbers really don't reflect a a typical Monday night game at this point. And that will change once we get to kickoff. But uh, the action actually has come in on the under. We we had some sharp play come in uh, on the under. We opened for 40 and a half. It's down to 38 and a half. The whole market is pretty much down to either 39 or 38 and a half. And that was certainly some sharp play. So the side is, uh, as you said, very boring. Uh, but the total is getting some action right now. Yeah. Betting under is awful, very boring. But I guess I need to mix that in once a year at least. <laughs> John, anything? do you have anything for me besides the under? It's hard for me to just root for nothing. I think you should skip the game and take your girlfriend out to dinner or something. But I mean, you know, you don't have to bet on this Monday night game. Uh, it's it's going to be an ugly football game. Uh, I'll tell you that much. Both these teams play just an ugly style of football right now. Ben Roethlisberger looks terrible. Uh, it, it just it's it's hard for me to picture Chicago scoring points against this Pittsburgh defense. Pittsburgh's defense is still playing at an extremely high level. They're the reason they beat Cleveland 15-10 to 10 last week, which was another big win for the book, by the way. Uh, it's just it's hard to picture the Bears. I think very little of Matt Nagy. Justin Fields, very inexperienced player, still learning. It's hard to picture Chicago moving the ball against Pittsburgh, so I'd probably lean more to the Pittsburgh side, but not a game I would get involved in personally. Yeah. I have this Cal Ripken streak of betting Monday night football, so maybe I'll pass. But I'm sure I won't. But I'll, uh, <laughs> I think I'm going to go under. I can, You know what? I'll take my fiancé to dinner and bet under. I don't mind betting Smart. under if I don't have to watch Smart. it. This week's episode of the Superbook Sports Podcast is sponsored by our friends at Manscaped. Manscaped has taken off in not only the USA, but Canada, the UK, across Europe, Australia, South Africa, and Singapore. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and show support for your favorite podcast today by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping on any order with the promo code SUPERBOOK. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the promo code SUPERBOOK. Let's get an update on the ultimate football handicapping challenge. Hey guys, what's shaking in your super contest this week? Let's give a quick super contest update. Uh, the main thing, once again, I went 3-2. and two. I'm middle of the pack. The leaders are still way up there. I think we're close to uh, another three-week payout. Is that after this week, Jay? It is after this week, week nine. Okay. So it's every three weeks, and uh, this uh, weekend we'll include another three-week contest so yeah okay i actually forgot about that brent thanks yeah. for reminding me so you, you gotta <laughs> give out some money we'll give an update next week on that which i'm excited about because that gives me a reset to uh get my i gotta get hot for one of these three weeks and if by chance you didn't get in the contest you still have one last chance to sign up for the deadline well you have one week left to sign up for the the reboot which uh closes next saturday at 3 p.m pacific so Sign up for the reboot, 500 bucks. get in here. Yeah, just for clarification, <laughs> that's uh, in Nevada only. 
yeah, I was just going to ask that next year. Could it be something that could be uh, nationwide, or it would just be where you guys have? Does it have to be a physical location, or do you hope at some point it can be nationwide? Well, it varies. There's a lot of details in, involved here, but uh, uh, something that is uh, probably interstate, somewhat of an interstate contest, I think that should be available to us next year. It's time for The Big Ticket. Hey, John, any tickets make you do a double take this week at the Superbook? John, we got any big tickets coming in this week? I know last week we had the big Liberty ticket that made me pay attention to Liberty football that won. Anything coming in this week I can sweat? I don't think I have anything that fun this week. Uh, that, that, was a, that was a really fun one, uh, honestly. We did have a guy, uh, while we were recording, some guy bet $2,700 on the Caleb Plant-Canelo Alvarez fight to end in a draw at 25-1. to 1. Usually don't see bets that big. The public loves to bet the draw on those fights because of the high payout, but very rarely would you see somebody bet that much uh, on, on a draw option. But I thought that was an interesting bet. Yeah, that was an bet, interesting bet. That's A bet we probably wouldn't give out. <laughs> On a, on a fight, unless it was such a high-profile fight. Canelo Alvarez, probably the best pound-for-pound fighter in the world right now. High-volume fight. That fight is in town at the MGM Grand, so we're okay taking that bet. But I, I don't know that we'd want to give out a bet of that size on a very small fight. We normally wouldn't do that. <laughs> I remember we took 20K on the Niners at minus one and a half. We took yeah. 20K on the Patriots, minus three, minus dollar twenty, which is now three and a half. So those those are pretty sharp wagers, uh, at least by what the, the numbers say. So those are the ones that stick out right now. We were a little frustrated by that Niners bet, too, because we, mm-hmm. were, we were trying to move to the high side because we're looking to we're, I mean, we're looking to win on the Niners. And then the guy, that guy shoves it in our face and he, he lays 20K on the Niners. I, I couldn't help but laugh when I saw that bet come through. <laughs> well, that's we got, because the market had a lot yeah. better numbers to offer him. And yeah. he still laid the one and a half. He still laid the one and a half, but uh, sounds... it's it's okay. We still have we have plenty of time. Our team is going to get us in the right spot. Sounds like a vendetta. He's coming at you guys. What did what did John? What did you do? <laughs> uh, I think I, I threw my pen across the room. I was so infuriated. Right? When I, saw that. I love it. Uh, I well, couldn't yeah. help but laugh. I couldn't help but laugh at that. I love it. I love it. Well, let's go on. Let's move on to what else we got going on this week. There's a, I mean, as we talk about every week lately, everything in the world's going on. But I think the, what I'm most interested in is the UFC 268. And uh, if anybody out here is out here in Colorado, or if any of our listeners are in Colorado or close to Colorado, Superbook will be doing a watch party at the Lodge in Blackhawk, Colorado on Saturday, hosted by MMA announcer Ron Crook. All of the fights will be shown live in the sports book starting at 4 p.m. So if you're in Colorado, come out and see us. It's going to be a party. John, let me ask you, uh, what are your thoughts on this fight? Obviously, the, the, the main fight is Usman. And uh, I know we're doing a, a boost on Chandler mm-hmm. on the Gagey fight. Those are, those are the two main fights to me. Any thoughts on those ones? First of all, I think this might be the best UFC event of the year. So I'm, I'm very excited. I wish it was in Las Vegas. It's at Madison Square Garden in New York. We are going to be showing it at the Lodge Casino in Blackhawk. You've got three, all three of the big fights. One of the fighters trains in Denver. Talking about Kamaru Usman, Rose Namahunas, and Justin Gaethje. We've boosted Michael Chandler from plus 175, plus 180, all the way to plus 268. 
at the Superbook in New Jersey and in Colorado. That's a maximum $50 bet, though, because Chandler's a pretty live dog in that fight against Gaethje. I also think that Covington could be a live dog against Kamaru Usman. You know, the first time those guys fought, that fight was more like a pick em. Now Usman's all the way up to 300, minus 300, I should say. Uh, when we first reopened this, or first opened this fight back in August, we opened Usman minus 220. And I've been surprised to see this price go all the way to 300, minus 300. I know Usman might be the best pound-for-pound fighter in all of MMA right now, but that number does seem very high. Colby Covington is, is a very talented fighter in his own right. Really, three great fights on this card. It's, it's a great event. John, I would imagine... I mean, this probably goes for every sport, but if you're looking to bet the dog, you should probably wait as close to post most of the time. Me, I don't know a lot about uh, MMA, so I, of course, just Mm -hmm. jam the biggest favorites in my parlays. But it seems like in all sports, this one might be one you want to wait till post if you like the dog. That's always going to be true unless a very sharp person or a very sharp group takes the dog. So all the public tickets are going to be on Usman. All the, the, the parlay money is going to run to Usman. So if you see the price crash on Colby Covington, that means that a very respected player is on Colby Covington. And, then, and you've got you've got the the women's uh, strawweight title fight, Weili Zhang, Rose Namahunas. That is a great fight, too. That's a rematch of a fight back in April where Rose was a big dog. She knocked her out in the first round. Now that's like a pick em fight. I, I love Rose. I mean, she might be my favorite fighter going right now, so I always got to back Rose. Uh, that, that's a great fight too. Three, just extremely good MMA fights on Saturday. Well, I know you're her favorite odds maker, so that's great that I you guys so. <laughs> love each other. I hope um, so. well, I'm looking forward to that. Again, come see us on Saturday. If you're out here anywhere in Colorado, I want to touch on one more thing here before I get you guys out of here. College basketball starts. If you guys couldn't get any busier, Jay, college basketball, what looks like Tuesday I'm always looking to bet futures. I'm inspired by John's Red Sox bet that looked really good and then went to crap. But uh, you guys, you got any future stuff for me, or is it too early in the season? Well, it's as usual. We have a couple of uh, contenders that are kind of leading the group, but then you have about a group of about 10 plus teams that that obviously could win the title as well. Uh, It's a little early right now, but uh, some of the numbers that we posted up uh, back in, I believe in March, you know, I've been bet into, and it's your usual suspects up there. Um, Gonzaga's leading the charge once again, but uh, we have, uh, again, probably about a dozen of those teams right behind them, and any one of those teams uh, can emerge as the, you know, the uh, favorite. John, you got anybody for me? I'm just really excited the college basketball season's about to start. I love college hoops. We got a bunch of tournaments here locally. We got the Maui Invitational at the Mandalay Bay, which I think is cool. <laughs> and then uh, two weeks from today, going to uh, see Michigan. Michigan's playing UNLV, and Arizona's playing Wichita State at T-Mobile. We're going to be at that. That's going to be really fun. I think Michigan is a team to keep an eye on. Very, very talented team. They've been bet down from 16 to 14. We got as low as 12. That's been one of the more popular future book options. Them and Duke. Duke mm-hmm. is getting a lot of support. They always do. So they're, they're the two teams who really get hit on. And the, But the biggest one by far is UCLA. You know, you've got the local flavor, uh, the team, or the L.A. market, I should say, semi-local flavor. They love to bet the L.A. teams here in Vegas. Everybody knows that. And everybody just saw them make that run to the Final Four last year. I think people were a little surprised that Johnny Juzang went back to school there. But they're, they're the team we're buried to in, mm-hmm. in the future book for sure. 
Well, I think you just look at those name brands out there, and because you don't have an overwhelming favorite uh, this year, they're actually getting some decent pricing on some of these teams that have been very low in previous years. So the, the pricing is very attractive to a lot of the, the fans out there. Mm-hmm. Jay, I remember you guys saying like college basketball totals is something, I don't know, give you guys problems, but that that's, that's bet a lot. And I don't know how you guys do it. Some days there's 50, 60 college games is feel like that's the one where people are betting their home schools and there's just so many bets to be made. Well, because of the volume, and the number of games that we have to deal with, it's just not—it's not just about the total for the game, but it's total for the first half, total for the second half, and numbers are just not as strong. But we book it just like anything else. If we have a respected player that comes in and and, and bets a number, you know, we're going to move it very aggressively, and uh, it keeps us on our toes just because of the pure amount of games that we have to deal with on a day in day out basis. Yeah. I, next week, I don't know how you guys are going to do it. College football, college basketball. You guys are really getting into the, to the heat of, of sports betting. Let's wrap this up then, as we always do. I got a couple college football games I just want to check on you guys. I like Auburn a little bit. Oregon and this Michigan State team. It looks like Auburn plus five, Oregon minus seven, and this undefeated Michigan State team just keeps winning. You got any leans on those games or any bets come in on those? You know, I'm not a big fan of A&M laying points here. I'm actually, I've been watching this Auburn team uh, here and there, and they've actually impressed me. Uh, So I I would certainly think that plus five or more would be very attractive there. Again, everybody's on Michigan State, and it's probably going to be one of the bigger decisions of of the day for us, as as we'll need the Boilermakers. Oregon, probably the same thing. Uh, it creeped up there. I think some places open six, six and a half. It's up to seven. But uh, we're going to need the dog there as that game is a little bit later, I believe. Uh, you know what this Michigan State-Purdue game reminds me of when as earlier in the season when Iowa had all that hype and then Purdue came and spanked them. Should I maybe be careful with this Michigan State team? I just, of course, remember the, the big win last week. Well, Michigan State keeps costing us money. I mean, they're, I remember – even going way back to September, everybody was on them against Miami. At Miami, they won that game outright. Last week, they were a dog at home, or at home, and everybody bet Michigan State the dog in that game, which is very surprising. You would think that they would take the cheap road favorite Michigan. No, they all bet on Michigan State, and we got beat up really bad on that game. This week, it's a, a five and a half, six to one ticket count on Michigan State, so we're going to need Purdue really big. It's uh, I can't recommend people going against Michigan State because I've done it so many times and they just keep beating us. They're, they're like uh, the Titans. They just keep get they just keep getting it done. Well, it feels like a trap now. The more I look at it, how can an undefeated team just be laying three? So take, you know, I'm going to take my punishment with you guys this week. I don't know if that's good or bad, but I'm going to roll with Purdue. All right, Jay, John, another great episode. Thank you, boys. Uh, as always, you guys can come see us at the Superbook in Vegas. Watch all the NFL games on the big theater screens. Or if you're anywhere near Colorado or in Colorado, please come to the watch party at the Lodge in Blackhawk this Saturday. It'll be hosted by MMA announcer Ron Crook. All the fights will be shown, and that will be starting at 4 p.m. You can find us and follow us at Superbook Sports on any social media or go to superbook.com. As always, please rate, subscribe, leave a comment. Tell your friends if you're enjoying the show, and we will talk to you guys next week.
You've been locked into the Superbook Sports Podcast. You get a win. You get a win. Featuring Jay Cornegay, John Murray, and Brant Tobler. I need some more of that. Come on. Hit our subscribe button and never miss out on weekly behind-the-counter access to the world of the NFL. Hey, you thought you was going to give me, huh? Hell no. Want the best sports betting podcasts on the board? Look no further than GreenRollMedia.com each and every weekend. GreenRoll's covering the NFL, college football, and MMA better than anyone. Bringing you behind the counter of the most well-renowned sports books in Las Vegas. That's GreenRollMedia.com. GreenRollMedia.com, home of the world's premier sports betting podcast network this week's episode of the superbook sports podcast is sponsored by our friends at manscaped manscaped has taken off in not only the usa but canada the uk across europe australia south africa and singapore join the two million men worldwide who trust manscaped and show support for your favorite podcast today by going to manscaped.com for 20 percent off plus free shipping on any order with the promo code superbook that's 20 percent off plus free shipping with the promo code superbook, superbook. superbook.